Welcome back to the Standing Room Only podcast with Goose and Healy, episode number 105. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about our experience at the Bulls game. We saw the Bulls face off against the Wizards in Chicago last week. We're going to talk about Clay Thompson's return, a little bit about the Grizzlies. And then in football, we're going to talk about how the Raiders and Chargers should have ended up in a tie. They did not. Would they have? Did they kind of agree to it at the end? Did something happen? We'll go over. If they would have tied, Steelers would have been kicked out of the playoffs. We'll never, we'll never see that though. Uh, we are also going to go over what we predicted early on in the year for the NFL standings, who we thought. The division winners were going to be the wild card, and there are Super Bowl matchups and winners as the playoffs start this weekend. So, give a recap of that. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do like a bracket. I feel like the episode would be a little too long for that, but we'll give some insight as probably a couple teams to look to in the playoffs. As always, you can follow our social media at SROnlyPod, Twitter and Instagram, and TikTok. And then you can follow us on our individual pages. Mine is at the Healy Six. And I'm iGoose with four O's. As always, hit that follow button. Let's talk sports. But let's get into a Healy. First things first, last week, uh, Friday, we went to watch the incredible, no pun intended, the number one seeded Chicago Bulls team hosted the Washington Wizards, a very interesting Washington Wizards team. Definitely a surprise team on the season so far. Probably the most fun game that I've had to watch in a while. Most of the games I've gone to are pretty fun, but with this super mm-hmm. high-scoring game, Bulls dropped like 130-something. I don't even remember what the final score is. All it was I remember 130 is they were to 122. Yeah, super high score. So 250-plus. They hit the over. Got to meet Daniel Gafford at the game, which is pretty cool. But yeah, that game was wow. I I don't know about you, but for me, that was the best experience I've ever had at a Bulls. The, and the matchup didn't really have anything to do with it. We made sure Daniel Gafford, previously on the podcast, was in town. I hit him up, asked if I could meet him. He said, yeah, I'm down. So what did I do? I looked at tickets. I found some really good tickets, and we decided to buy them. And they were I thought I got some close tickets, but we get there and we are actually closer than I thought we were. We're in section 118, kind of behind the basket, behind the near the wizard's bench area. We're like a couple rows from like the main floor and we could see like everything. It was sick. We could hear everything. That was the best part about it. We heard the player chatter. They, the refs talking. The refs, you can hear the refs. You can hear them in the pregame shoot-around. We saw Bradley Beal. In the, we literally saw everybody in the pregame shoot-around. As soon as we walked in, we saw Kobe, Kobe White midcourt stretching, dribbling, doing some drills. Um, the, the energy was nuts. It was unmatched. It's unmatched. If you have not been to a Bulls game, if you've not been to a basketball game, unless your team is really bad, then I can probably see skipping out on that. I mean, I'm sure the tickets would be the right price if that was the case. 
but definitely worth a shot. Go to a game if you can. Um, the, the, the pregame intro for the Bulls, as you know, has been always been epic. Um, the, I don't even know what my favorite part was. Getting there and meeting Daniel Gafford uh, or, or the game itself. Probably the game itself was pretty entertaining. The Daniel mm-hmm. Gafford putback dunk. When you're when you see it, when you see it on video, you know we we if you're following the Twitter, we did tweet that out. It's one thing you kind of hear him yell, you see him yell at least, and you hear the the effect of him dunking on the rim. When you were in person, it was a complete different. I mean, he brought the house down to where everybody looked at each other in this in the crowd, and we're like, whoa, Daniel Gafford is bringing it. Shout out to Daniel Gafford, not only getting his extension um, after the podcast uh, a couple months back, so a few months, like right when the season started. And now that he's had time to, he's actually getting playing time with Montrez Harrell being out, who is back today, and a lot of COVID uh, protocols, he is thriving. He is thriving. He is going to be a force in the NBA. So it's pretty cool to see that. Kuzma had a huge game. Shout out to Kuz. He's been great recently. He scored like five, five straight games or something with 20 plus points. He had 22 rebounds. Yeah, his last day. game. He had a good game tonight. He, I believe they just beat the uh, OKC Thunder. He had another 27, 28 per point performance. Kuzma's, Kuzma's good. But no match for the Chicago Bulls. We saw a career high from Io Desomu. Definitely butchered his last name there. It is so fun to watch. It's 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 not like you're blown away. He's not like you know, like people get blown away by like Derrick Rose's athleticism when he first came into the league, or LeBron's athleticism. He or he can fly through and do this and do that. Desomu, he just does everything right. Like he hit the open threes. Um, he got called for a couple traveling violations, which Bradley Beal. Pulled him to the side, basically in, in the game. He's like, "Yo, don't hesitate. When you get that, you got to take. Blow past the defender." He did. Blew past somebody, and Bradley Beal kind of froze, and he hit the pull-up little teardrop jumper on Bradley Beal. Which Bradley Beal went on to say, "Yeah, I told you to do it at some point, not on me," which is hilarious. Um, but shout out to him. Lonzo Ball had a crazy good three-point shooting game. He's had a lot of great three-point shooting games. He might he's literally one of the best in the game as far as efficiency. Vooch had a, I mean, there was not a bad game. Levine started off a little bit slow, I would say for a Levine game, but he ended up finishing strong. He had a good game. Overall, on TV and in person, I'm just as satisfied with this Bulls team. Yeah, and which they're up by like thirty points tonight. Just want to point that out. Killing Not it against, much to brag about against the Pistons. Today was a rescheduled game, but yeah, it, we got. I've never sat courtside at a Bulls game, and that was as close as you could get without it being like called courtside tickets. It was courtside without being courtside. If you've got, if you guys have gone and you sit behind the bucket, you know you run the risk of obstruction. Why? Because you are technically on the floor and everybody's about seven feet tall. TV versus real life is crazy. Seeing like Kuzma look like a giant out there. Some of those guys look like giants. I mean, they are. They're like seven feet tall, right? But yeah, yeah. 
overall, I mean, even like the halftime show was pretty cool. I mean, everything was, it was a fun experience. I'm definitely going back to another game soon. Maybe in Milwaukee. Bulls do travel up to Milwaukee, not this Friday, but next Friday uh, on the 21st. So might be able to catch us there. Definitely trying to. I'm I'm gonna see Warriors Bucks this Thursday. Could not be more excited with Clay Thompson coming back. Wasn't going to, but decided to treat myself. Sometimes you have to do that. So excited I'm I'm excited to see there'll be game five for me. I only plan on seeing a couple of Bulls games this year. I plan on seeing at least one more. If not at least the playoffs. I will be at the playoffs. All right, I think that's game four. Seen the Nets, Hornets, and the Wizards so far. Oh, yeah. You did go to the Nets game, didn't you? Yep. Wasn't that a Sunday game? Uh, Maybe not. I, I know we went to the Hornets. It may have been a Sunday game. Can't remember, but that was such a great matchup, yet... That was before all of Chicago was like in on the Bulls. Ticket prices have risen a lot since that day. Yeah, they are through the roof right now. I mean, you you get what you pay for, though. You're going to see great basketball, which everybody's back, minus Caruso. Kobe White's balling out. Io's balling out. Everybody's balling out. So it's definitely worth a shot. I, I will be at a playoff game, preferably the second round. First round, I'm not too worried about it. I want to see a game where they're going to struggle. So second round would be that. That could be Atlanta. That could be maybe Brooklyn. That could be Milwaukee. I mean, Philadelphia. Like, it could be any of those teams that would give a run for the Bulls' money at the end of the day. Still think the Bulls are going to be a favorite coming out of the East with the way they've been playing. But it is a good time to be alive as a Bulls fan. This team is the best team I would say we've had since the Jordan era. Way better than the Derrick Rose era. Love Derrick Rose. We, we talked about that before the season, too. Before the season started, on paper, Derrick Rose really didn't have much. He had Joe Keem. He had Luol Deng. He had, he had a great bench. He had a great defensive team. But the reason they could not make the finals was due to Derrick Rose being an only option and the Heat just having to double-team him, leaving everyone else open. Yeah. Or even the series against Boston that one year. That was a tough... That was another series. Boston was so... Boston had so much talent at the time. They were so talented. They had uh, up-and-coming Rajon Rondo. They had Paul Pierce. They had Kevin Garnett. They had uh, Ray Allen. Was Ray Allen gone at that point? Was no. team with Miami? Okay, he was still there. Are you talking about like the the baby bulls, like the baby bulls? Yeah, when well, Rose like when, just got there. Yeah, Joakim Noah had the 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 crazy and one after the mm -hmm. steal, one coast yeah, to coast. Allen was still there. Okay, so Ray Allen was still there. I couldn't even tell you who else. They might have had Tony Allen at the time. Still, I don't even know. He he was around a few teams around that mm -hmm. time. So that was a uh, that was a good time. But this Bulls team is. The, I mean, on top of being the number one in the East, they are the most talented team we've had since the Jordan era. There's so many scoring options. Kobe White every day is proving why he should be sticking around. I know we thought we talked about this, and we keep seeing trade rumors. At this point, 
it is more likely that we'll see Pat Williams gone, which is okay. He's young. He's going to develop. He's going to be good. Nothing against Pat Williams. But I feel like you got to keep Kobe. He's going to be perfect off the bench. He's going to be a perfect situational player. He shoots. He's able to drive. He's able to get guys off the dribble. He can pass. I mean, he's putting in the work for the time that he has. Now that everybody's back, minus Caruso, I think Io will probably take the backseat a little bit when Caruso comes back, but that's okay. He's a rookie. He'll get his time. There's got to be certain situations where Io's going to be out there in the playoffs when he might only get logged 10 minutes, but it's going to be an important 10 minutes. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. situational. Or I'm that excited. would just mean that like we don't really have like a four out there at the time. It yeah. would just be like Derek Jones Jr. wouldn't be out there. Wouldn't be Javante Green. Like you'd probably have in that scenario where Io's out there, it'd be like Caruso, Io, DeRozan, either Lonzo or Levine and like Vooch. Yeah, two guards. Or, yeah, you're gonna yeah. Well, it all depends too on the team because assuming they are gonna be all in this year, which they should be their number one seed. Trade deadlines in maybe four weeks, let's call it, ish. I mean, somebody's got to go, and I assume they're going to get a big guy. Now, Philadelphia is talking about packaging Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. It doesn't mean to one team. They just want to offload the salary. Get rid of these guys, bring in a little bit of talent, maybe some young talent. Uh, It could be a three-team trade, maybe a four-team trade with some picks. Who knows? Don't think the Bulls are going to go that route. It sounds like Jeremy Grant's an option, which I like Jeremy Grant a lot. I think Jeremy Grant has proven himself over the last couple of years. He's hurt right now, but it's not a serious injury. So we'll see what ends up happening, but so far, so good. All-star, DeMar DeRozan is leading all guards for the East, even though he's a forward, but he's a guard, I guess, too. Guard forward. So we'll see. Him and Levine definitely are going to be all-stars. Vooch, Vooch to me, doesn't get talked about enough. His rating in, in 2K is like an 81, which is a joke. You have guys like Buddy Heald and other guys who come off the bench that are 81s that don't produce like he does. So take two, sports, interactive. You need to fix that. He did have a rough start here. He did. He did. I think it was just an adjustment. We talked about it, too. He's good. He just had to knock the rust off. I think that was it. Mm-hmm. But I did, I did want to talk about return of Clay Thompson. How awesome that was! It was epic. What I he don't put, even know. He postered awesome. someone, dude. Yeah, I was gonna say he postered like Lori Markinen, like two guys. I don't know what was more epic. That dunk that said, "Insert Cam Newton, I'm back." Gif like I'm back. I mean, for him to throw that down, you're talking about a guy who not only tore his ACL, came back, tore his Achilles. And he's getting up? Oh, he's back. He's back. And I know they're limiting his minutes to 10, 15-ish right now. Steph Curry made a joke. He's like, oh, he shot that many times? He's like, yeah, he's back. <laughs> See, he did shoot quite a bit, but he's, he's got he's to shoot his way out of... Mm-hmm. He's going to be you know, a streaky shooter, cold and hot. So it was awesome. The crowd, the standing ovation... It's been like two plus years since he's been out of the league. Got yeah. hurt, tried coming back, got hurt while rehabbing. 
and now he's back. Also, it's sick how Draymond Green was out on the court even though he didn't play game. He started. Oh, he ruined a lot of betters. I, I was going to of... mention how some, a lot of people made money. I saw a bet. Someone parlayed his under for, for points, rebounds, and assists. And he put like a thousand and won like twenty grand. They must have put that in way before they knew that Draymond was gonna be. Yeah. Or they they got uh inside like info probably like right as soon as they knew. Like they probably yeah. got got told like a day, maybe two days in advance. Like, hey man, he's not gonna play Thursday. Throw a bet on it. If he doesn't, you're gonna win a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if it was on FanDuel or what it was on because FanDuel, it was FanDuel. As as it'll be the day, it'll be the night before the the over unders go out, and it it adjusts because you could do like the specific stats for players like a couple mm -hmm. hours before, so it must have been that night before. And this guy either got a phone call, got a text, or just had a hunch that hey, with Clay coming back, he's not going to do anything. Although you would think Draymond's hitting the over on assists for sure with Clay there. Um, yeah, so shout out to that guy for pulling that one. Uh, we we got some more uh, better some bets to talk about later on in the episode. Um, yeah, Draymond Green. Uh, people might be a little confused of what we're talking about. So Draymond Green started the game. Tip off went, and Draymond Green immediately fouled and took himself out. He's not going to play in the game, but he told Clay Thompson uh, because Clay did something for him way back. He was like. Play when you come back, dude. I'm gonna be on the court with you, so that's why. It was a cool and teammate move. Yeah, <laughs> cool teammate move. Pissed off a lot of people. Made some people rich. Maybe not rich, but give him give him a dollar or two. And Golden State ended up. Did they win? I don't even know. Did they, they ended up winning that game, right? Or did they lose? That was Cleveland. They faced. Yeah, which Cleveland's been kind of beat up a little bit. Actually, Cleveland—that's a—that's another time, another topic for another day. But oh, um, Golden State on ninety-six, eighty-two. Okay, that sounds about right. Good defense against an offense that is okay, based on who they yeah. have right now. Clay Thompson, 7 of 18, 17 points in 19 minutes. Put up a shot a minute, practically. <laughs> yeah, he's ready to go. Definitely going to be looking forward to uh, the final stretch as they try to hold on to that one seed. There's going to be some big matchups. Eventually, he'll get to the point where he's putting up 25 minutes plus 30, maybe. They probably won't push him too much because they do have Jordan Poole, who is, I think damn good he's developed so they got a lot going on for that team wiggins has some pretty damn good nights he's been balling out it's not a big score i mean he is he can be let's put it that way but he's not really a score um and then eventually wiseman maybe comes back before the end of the year so they they got a lot going on for them and in that west i know we i i wanted to talk about it that that memphis grizzlies team that Grizzlies team is on five. I think they're on a nine-game win streak right now. Tonight, they're they destroyed playing. destroyed the Lakers. They destroyed. Jaws got the Lakers number. Like, and that, oh, my gosh. Did you see his block? The two-handed block. Two-handed. All you got to do 
is throw a cape, a red cape, and you would think it was Superman. He flew he, with both hands and glassed it. He did that in high school, too. I remember seeing a highlight video where he's done that. They, you talk about athleticism. John Morant probably might be the most athletic player in the league right now. I'm so happy when he had his, his small injury. I don't want to say small, but it looked like he tore his ACL early in the season, and it wasn't. I think he uh, had a sprained knee. That was, um, I'm glad he didn't get hurt. They're playing the Warriors right now. It's 97-95 in the fourth with eight minutes. It is a very close game. Steph Curry is 27. Klay Thompson has 10. He's only played 14 minutes, shooting pretty efficient, 50% from the field. John Moran has 24 points, four boards, six assists, only two turnovers. And, I mean, realistically, the Grizzlies right now, they're without um, Dylan Brooks, who's got a career-high average for points, which is around 20, 19.5, I believe. They just have the right guys. Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr. starting to come around. Brandon Clark off the bench is good. So if we look at the Grizzlies, right now they're 28-14. and 14. They just beat up on the Lakers. They're, they could potentially beat the Warriors, which is the number one team in the West, next to Phoenix. Last 10, they're 9-1. and one. They're on a nine-game win streak. I, I think Memphis can stay in the top four. I think Memphis can literally stay in the top four. Denver is too wishy-washy for me. Jokic can't do it by himself. Jamal Murray, I don't know when he's coming back, if he can even come back this year. He got hurt last year. Dallas is another one that's kind of weird. They're good when they're good, but I wouldn't bet on them. I'm still not sold on Utah. I feel like Utah, to me, is they're right where they should be. Third seed, fourth seed. But I think the top four that we see right now will be the top four at the end of the season. And Memphis is a team to look out for. Not to mention, they do have Steven Adams as well. Steven Adams is a very good asset to that team. So I I like Memphis. And I've always said I like Zion better than Ja coming out of the draft. And I still think Zion is going to be very dominant once he comes back. But Ja Morant is damn good. He is damn good. Time to move over to the NFL. NFL talks. We had predictions early in this before the season started. Playoff time. Playoffs. So, as Goose just said, talked about predictions before the season we do it with every single sport at the end of the season we go over what we predicted just recap the season in general uh we'll talk a little bit about the playoffs especially the matchups any team better than the others so in the afc seven teams make it Goose had the Steelers, Bills, Titans, and Chiefs winning their divisions. Which was pretty good. Steelers ended up making the playoffs. They did not win the division. But at least he had that. Bills squeaked by the Patriots. And he had all the other divisions there. He almost predicted the Colts over the Titans, which the Colts barely missed out on the playoffs because they can't win in Jacksonville. They have not won there since 2015. Wow. You know, hey, that right there says 
you know who to bet on. Colts will be favorited next year, probably. Just take the spread. Just take the spread for Jacksonville. That's it. <laughs> and that's crazy because Jacksonville has won four games the past two years. Their only game that they won last year was week one in Jacksonville against the Colts. That is nuts. That's crazy because I assumed Jonathan Taylor was just going to get a bunch of handoffs. They were going to run all over them. They were going to waste some good time. That was not the case at all. Instead, they shut down the Colts. Jonathan Taylor still had a pretty good game. They shut down the Colts. They win 26-11. to Got to Carson Wentz. Six sacks. Forced an interception. Trevor Lawrence had a pretty, pretty okay game. 223 yards, two touchdowns, only got sacked once. Had a quarterback rating of just shy of 112. And, I mean, they just did the right things. I mean, you hold... If you don't score more than 11 points against Jacksonville, I mean, technically, against Jacksonville, you do have a chance because Jacksonville. But if you give up 26 points to Jacksonville, that's also, without looking at what your score is, that is dangerous. Mm -hmm. 26 points against any team is a problem. A team that bad is a problem. So the Colts are not in the playoffs. Thanks to Trevor Lawrence. I had the same division winners, except instead of the Steelers for AFC North, I picked the Browns, and Close. that uh, did not end up so hot. They finished eight and nine, miss missing out in the playoffs by a couple games. Our wildcard teams, oof, for AFC. You had the Browns, Ravens, and Dolphins. I had the Steelers, Ravens, and Dolphins. So we picked the same teams from the AFC. It's just we had different AFC North division winners. The Dolphins, I think we like we're a little high on them. They finished nine and eight. They missed out by half a game. Yeah, that was tough. That was even a little bit more tough to see them fire their head coach after that. That's a whole different conversation, but Miami started off not good. Miami started off the season with they won the first game against New England and lost seven in a row, won seven in a row, and lost a, a key game against Tennessee there down the stretch. I mean, they didn't even, it was three to 34. Tennessee was, I mean, that was a big game for Tennessee also. Obviously, they were fighting for the division at the time. Dolphins, they're right there. I think if, I don't I don't know if it's Tua. I can't say it's a head coach because the head coach I mean is doing what he can with what he has. Obviously got fired. Chicago. It's going to interview him. Chicago fired everybody. Which obviously you're happy. Chicago fans are happy. Yeah. Let's hope that's the right move. The problem is when you get handed a pile of shit, you don't just make that shit disappear right away. So Bears fans have. Real expectations, especially now that Aaron Rodgers rekindled his relationship, like I said he would in the beginning of the season, probably a couple games into the season. It's going to take a couple years, but I think the Bears do have the talent. They still have one of the best running games with Montgomery, Herbert. It's good number one, two right there. You have Justin Fields, who got his ass beat a little bit, which is good. You need that. Robert Quinn set a Bears record for sacks in an extra game, whatever. 
Allen Robinson's out the door, I assume. Let him go. Darnell Mooney looked good. Looked really good in his last game. I feel like the Bears have some good pieces. Bring in the right coaching for the right play calling and get one more asset. I don't know where they need it. I don't think they really need it on the defensive side. Maybe they need another. I don't know what they need. I like Cole Komet at tight end. I think with the right play calling, he can be dangerous. He had some good games. You have Darnell Mooney. You have the running game. The offensive line needs to be healthy. That's going to be a key one. I think that they do have some good young talent. They need to get healthy. And maybe another dangerous receiver. They need a one-two punch maybe. I don't know. But play calling um, and coaching is going to be key. Ellen Robinson probably won't be coming back. And he had a very terrible year. I feel bad for him because his his free agency stock is going to drop so much. Maybe. It all depends. Because... He's obviously a very talented receiver. Only 28. Yeah, and he was, it was just a bad situation this year. That's all. Two, three, three different starting quarterbacks this year. Of course, due to injury mm-hmm. and whatnot, but... Speaking of the Bears, in the NFC, we had the same division winners. We picked Packers, Cowboys, Bucks, and Rams. And they all ended up winning their division. It was kind of kind of an easy pick right there. Uh, our wild card, the there's a, a little bit of a toss up at the East. The West was going to be a little bit of a toss up, but for the most part, at that time, it was it was the easy picks. For our wild card teams, I don't know how we just think alike. We had the Seahawks, Cardinals, and Bears making it. The Cardinals made it. The Seahawks, I, they won they ten. seven games this year. So not bad, but compared to their division, that won a lot of games. And them finishing fourth in the division, that is kind of bad. Didn't really expect 49ers to be a 10-7 team. I thought they would be decent, but... I thought they were going to be in the the Seahawks spot of like winning games, but not being good enough to like be above five hundred and make the playoffs. And then the Eagles slipped in too. The Eagles definitely are an interesting team. I think they could be a weird team for the Bucks. I still think the Bucks will win, but Eagles and Forty ers to me are tricky wildcard teams based on the style of. Uh, offense that they run 49ers Debo Samuels their best quarterback running back receiver obviously their defense is good 49ers actually ended up they balled out they beat some they had some tough matchups down the stretch that they pulled off so I think out of the wild card teams Arizona is obviously good but they started off I felt like they started off super strong and we kind of saw them for who they were Hopkins has been hurt JJ Watt maybe back for the playoffs. I, I don't know if that's a fact. They said that he's coming back sooner than he should. So that would help. But to me, the 49ers as a wild card team is a mistake to let that team in because we know their defense just two years ago was one of the best. We know their offense can produce. Jimmy G is a perfect fit for that offense simply because he manages the game and he's been around and he he know I mean he's gonna make mistakes here and there, but he's not he's good for that for that offense. Now the question is obviously with the bracket, 
they are going up against the um who are they Cowboys. facing? Cowboys. Dallas. So actually, yeah, that was one of my um I'm still I'm still weighing it out. I'm still weighing it out. I don't know if that's gonna be my upset for the playoffs for the first round, but I, I think it's a tougher matchup for Dallas than than what the spread is gonna show. Oh, it's only a three point spread. Look at that. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, so NFC picked all those teams. The Bears, they won six games. They just had an unlucky. They faced a lot of competition. They had a lot of QB changes. The coaching was poor as always, and then they ended up missing the playoffs. For our Super Bowl matchup, yeah, Chiefs versus Packers. I had Chiefs versus Rams. We both picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. I'm not as confident in that as the year has gone on, though, because the Chiefs, even though they went 12-5 and five and tied for the one seed, they ended up with the two seed after tiebreakers. They're beatable. They're beatable. <laughs> Pat, Mah- Pat Mahomes isn't Mr. Incredible. He, put, he, had a pretty, he had a pretty decent season. But compared to what Pat Mahomes has done in the past couple, this season is like, what are you doing? Like, he still finished with 4,800 yards on the season. He still had 37 touchdowns. He had 13 picks, so didn't really help him out. His completion percentage, the same as always. He was pretty much the same. It's just his teams went 14-1 and with him last year, 11-3 and the year before. Mm-hmm. They were just in closer games, what it seemed like. He averaged only 284 yards per game compared to 316, 287, 318. This is lowest since his rookie year. They um his QBR yeah. was 62, lowest in his career. Compared to 78, 77, 80, and then 68 his rookie season. He only played one game. The Chiefs picked it up down the stretch. They started off in their first. They had one, two, three, four. All their losses were in the first seven games. Minus one. They had one down the stretch to Cincinnati. That's how that's what gave Cincinnati that push in their division. Kansas City is beatable. I also so should we give quick updated predictions for the, for the updated bracket that we have now? Should we do conference and Super Bowl? Yeah, we could do that. Uh, I, there are brackets somewhere? Well, I guess there's yeah. not really a bracket because they reseed after the first set of games, correct? So, correct. So what's going to happen is Tennessee and Green Bay are the number one seeds. They have the home field advantage. They have the first round bye. Okay. So each of those teams are facing the lowest seeded team in the second round, meaning Tennessee will not face Kansas City no matter what. They will not face Buffalo. They can either face Pittsburgh or anybody of the Cincinnati-Vegas game. And the same thing goes for Green Bay. In the second round, they cannot face Tampa Bay. They also cannot face Dallas. So they'll either face San Francisco, Philadelphia, or somebody from the Rams and uh, Cardinals game. Mm-hmm. So 
it's an advantage, especially with the way the weather's been. Green Bay at home was 8-0, and undefeated at home. Rodgers, immaculate, arguably MVP, not according to some reporter in which he called scum or trash. I'm sorry. So that's going to be that. Now, as far as the following, it's just the conference championship. So at that point, it's just the winner's face off and then it's Super Bowl. So with that being said, if you want to do a quick bracket, go through each. We could go through each if you'd like. I think I have. Card. I think I just have it. Okay. I'll, I'll do a not not as serious prediction, but I'll give like what I think could happen. You want to start uh, with the AFC? AFC. Okay. I'll predict. I'll go Bengals and Chiefs. Is that is that a an option for the conference? Am I reading this right? Yeah, it would be Bengals and Chiefs. So you're saying they, if they, they win, like if it was a possibility. Fit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's possible if New England beats Buffalo. Oh, okay, okay. So you're right. Yeah, the only yeah that's the only way. Uh. It would, it would, so let's say all one through four win or two, three, four wins, then it would be Titans, Bengals in the next round, and then Bills, Chiefs. That's correct. Yes, that's correct. Okay, so I'll I'll just go Chiefs, Bengals in the conference, and then I'll go Bucks, Packers in the NFC. The Rams in especially in primetime games this year. They've not shown out. I don't know. Matt Stafford and the team have been kind of weird. Some of these Wait, games. Healy, were you talking about the conference championship or the divisional round? The next round. Conference. Oh, for conference, and you said Cincinnati versus the Chiefs. It's yes, that can happen. Yeah, yeah, we're we're doing conference. Oh, if we're doing conference championship, I'm sorry. Yeah, I misheard you. Yeah, because so what'll happen is Tennessee is either gonna face the Patriots, Vegas, Pittsburgh, or Cincinnati. So it's possible. It's very possible. So if Buffalo wins and Kansas City wins, they're facing off in the next round, and then it would be Bengals versus Tennessee, which then yeah, it could. And actually that would be an awesome matchup. That would be an awesome matchup. Yeah, and then but, NFC don't really have to look at. I'll just go Bucks Packers. Yeah, I think that's a given right there. Should be hopefully. I'll cry if Packers don't win it this year. If they get to the Super Bowl at least. I won't cry as bad. Uh, but I'm with you in the NFC Bucks. We're gonna have the Brady Rogers matchup. This is and this is gonna turn up in, into like the 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 Brady Peyton Manning like rival of like 15 years ago. As crazy as it sounds, AFC. I do think Cincinnati has what it takes to beat Tennessee. Definitely to beat the Raiders in the first round. I'm going to go Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs and the Titans in the conference game. As much as I want to see Cincinnati, I just don't know if it's going to happen. Considering Tennessee blew... Cincinnati out of the water, held them to field goal. They scored. They dropped 34 themselves. Mm. The run game's still good. So that's yeah, going to be the I conference. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Derrick Henry I thought it was kind of back. like, 
I thought it was kind of like the opposite because Tennessee, they've been weird in some games this year. They've lost to some bad teams, but they've also beat some good teams. Yeah, Tennessee's a weird team without their main identity, but they're getting their defense is getting it done, like we talked about, like how they were a couple of years ago in the playoffs during that big run. And I just yeah, I just I, I think that they, they have what it takes. And I don't know if Derrick Henry's gonna be back, if they're gonna rush him back. Broken I, I don't even know what is it, broken foot. Maybe they do rush him back. Who knows? I mean, he's a key piece to that offense. But yeah, I think that's going to be uh, the conference. The conference matchup there is those two and Tampa Bay and Green Bay. And then who do you have in the Super Bowl? Uh, Tampa Bay blew out the Panthers in Week 18. I'll go Chiefs Packers. That's going to be mine. That'll be mine. Except. So that was my prediction anyways, except I had the Chiefs beating Green Bay. You're going to flip how, it? How Green Bay has played. I'm flipping it. They have Zedarius uh, coming back, Zedarius Smith, who's been their sack leader the last couple of years. They are getting, um, they're, they already have Jair. Or Jair's coming back. I think they had him back last week. Jair's back. The, everybody on the defense has been doing it. They've stepped up. The offense looks good. Lazard looks good. Valdez Scantling still a deep threat, even though sometimes he doesn't catch balls. And the one-two punch in the run game looks sick. I, I, Green Bay, this is the best team they've had since their last Super Bowl yep. run. So, I think they, they managed the game a little bit better. So, mm-hmm. Rogers Green just, Bay as well. Yeah, yeah. I think Rodgers just once they get that lead, or even if they have to play from behind, say if it's a ten-point game in the second half. That's nothing for Rodgers. We know what he can do in the two-minute drill anyways. So He doesn't turn the ball the, over. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, though, is if it comes down to like a four-minute drill and say, say that it's, it's a touchdown game and the Chiefs have the ball and they just need to run out the clock, these little dump-offs, this little Tyreek Hill cross route, like it's going to be hard to stop. So they're going to have to beat them up early. They're going to have to force some turnovers early. Um, and try to try to with, withhold them from taking any sort of mid-fourth-quarter leads because I think with the way the Chiefs' offense is and Travis Kelsey, I think they'll be able to hold that lead at that point. Heck. So those are our predictions. If you guys have any other predictions, make sure to hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at SROnlyPod and uh, let us know what you guys have. Should be a fun time. There's a lot of good matchups in this playoffs. And oh, yeah. wanted to talk about it. The Raiders and che- or Chargers Sunday night game. The Steelers won. And everyone was like, the kneel off. Even NFL was tweeting about the game ending in a tie. Justin Herbert would not let the Chargers get like go away easy. He kept making drives kept making sick plays he tied it up right at the end the game went into overtime the Raiders kicked a field goal the Chargers kicked a field goal and then the Raiders got the ball back with like four minutes to go they ran the ball ran the ball ran the ball uh it got to there's actually I think an unnecessary roughness call which helped the Raiders get put in a better field, field goal position. 
There was two minutes to go. The Raiders run the ball twice. Chargers call no timeouts. In this situation, you want to call your timeouts. Like, you know this is the last possession otherwise. So they didn't call the timeouts. And everyone's like, oh my God, the tie is actually happening. The Raiders are about to snap it and just end the game. There's a timeout called with two seconds to go. And the Raiders are like, why are you calling the timeout? You know what? Let's just go for it. So they run the ball. Kick it now. Run yeah. the ball. They get the first down. And then they kick the field goal. And after the game, it got revealed by multiple players, even like a coach, like, yeah, we were just going to end up in a tie. But they Both called a timeout. To and, the playoffs, yeah. They called a timeout and everything changed. So that's just crazy. Billions of, like, over a billion dollars worth of bets on, I think, it ending in a tie would have had to have been paid out by bookies. And that would have been incredible. That would have been incredible to see. Uh, it'd be, I mean, obviously it'd be a little weird that it doesn't end in a tie, but I mean, if both teams were making the playoffs and it mm -hmm. kicks Pittsburgh out, which Pittsburgh could be a sneaky team too. I mean, Big Ben, I know, is washed. This is his last ride. Last ride. You got the Pittsburgh's defense, which has had some great games this year, some some good games. So uh, hopefully it doesn't come back to bite anybody in the ass, but uh, – a tie would have been cool. I can tell you I didn't win or lose any money. I was not going to go in all in on that. The Raiders, with the win, though, did put them at the five seed. I think if they tied, they would have been the seventh seed and faced against the Chiefs, who demolished them this year. So it was kind of good that they won. I did tweet out that game should have ended in a tie and Pittsburgh should have been kicked from the playoffs just for the fact that they tied to the Lions this year. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did. That's why that was, they made the playoffs because they ended up 9-7-1. They tied to the Lions. I don't care that they had a bunch of COVID people. They tied to the Lions. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. And the Lions were fighting for their first win of the game, too, or first win of the season also. Another football news. We talked about it a little bit. The Bears. Matt Nagy, kind of a, an easy pick to be let go after this season. What wasn't, what was unexpected was Ryan Pace being fired as well. He's still with the organization, but he's no longer the GM. He's no longer dealing with that stuff. That is good. But it, he made it seem like he was going to be a part of the team next year, which he's, he's been okay. I don't think he's been great, but it was needed that both him and the head coach are gone. His drafting's yeah, it, been terrible. Drafting's not, besides Fields, that was like the only, they had no choice. And like Roquan. Roquan and Jenkins, offensive line who got hurt. They had a good draft. Kevin White. <laughs> oh, gosh. Don't even Trubisky, trading all those picks for Trubisky. Well, trading all those picks for Khalil Mack. Love Khalil, great athlete. For your franchise, though, you give up all your picks for a couple years. I, I think that was kind of rough. But good news is there's a lot of vacant spots around the NFL, meaning a lot of coaches available, a.k.a. Um, 
Well, Matt Nagy's one. I don't know if Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy is probably better served as is like an offensive. Co- I wouldn't even say offense. Maybe a quarterback coach. Isn't that what he was with Kansas City? Yeah. So, but Brian Flores is definitely one of the candidates being looked at probably by every team in the NFL that did fire their coach. I know the Giants fired Judge, and the the Raiders are going to be looking for a coach. They had to get rid of Gruden during mm-hmm. the playoffs, though. So definitely some big names out there. It'd be interesting to see what ends up happening. I think Leftwich is looking to coach. He's coaching with the Bucks right now. He used to be a quarterback for multiple teams back in the day, Jaguars primarily. Um, so we'll see what ends up happening. That's probably going to kick off like right after the Super Bowl. We'll probably hear of guys agreeing to terms with teams that are out of the playoffs, um, you know, through the grapevine, if you will. Nothing official until the signing period. So. Shout out to the Bears fans, but like I said earlier, don't expect anything right away. It's possible. I think it's possible that they could push for the playoffs, a wild card spot. But they are being handed a mess right now. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Hopefully hopefully things can get turned around there. <laughs> I'm just glad this era is over. Yeah. That's the big thing. It's it lasted one season too long, Absolutely. maybe even two or three. <laughs> so, but that's it for the NFL playoffs. Start next week. Be on the lookout. Monday night football. Monday night football. Rams Cardinals. First ever playoff game. Monday, Monday night. night. Yes. Shout out to the NFL for pulling that one off because that is going to be a game. Kyler Murray against Matthew Stafford. That's going to be fun to watch. I'm surprised they're doing that just because it'd be unfair with days off. It would be because then they have to come back and play. Say for some reason, the Cardinals end up facing Green Bay. Actually, can they face Green Bay? Yeah, they can, I believe. They have less time. During the week, and they have to go to the freezing cold. So you got to win the most games in the regular season. You won't have to worry yeah. about that. You won't have to worry about the scheduling. So, but as always, make sure you guys are tuning in. We will have another episode next week, possibly a special guest. We will put out on our social media. Follow our social media as well, SR Only Pod. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. And. Follow our personals. I'm I Goose with four O's. We have Healy as well. You can follow me at the Healy Six on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. We'll see, we'll you, see guys you guys later. Week.